peace and blessings and welcome back to the ANN and R&B podcast presented to you by HeritageHipHop.com. This is R&B Talk with the Hip Hop Soul. And on today's podcast, we ask that only you like, subscribe, share and follow. But you consider the conversation with us about why is it hard for people to find love and keep it? But we're looking at it from a parent's perspective, giving the world over to our young ones. We talk about the young lady who fought the teacher in the classroom. We talk about people on the internet talking crazy about the complimentary sex, men and women, high value, low value, etc. But more importantly, we talk about the genuine love of being a parent and why people give that away so meaninglessly and may not give it to their youth. We dispel the myth about black fathers. We would love for you to join this conversation with us. And we are back. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on the new episode of ANN RB, which is RB Talk with a Hip Hop Soul. I am the Hip Hop Soul Karev. Oh, here we go. This way. Karev uh, at Heritage Hip Hop. And this right here is my brother. Introduce yourself. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your man, Nas Romantic, with you. And Nika is doing family things. I want to say, Peace and salute to our sis and also her mom, get well. And her dad, too. Salute to daddy. Because it seems like they always forget daddies when we talk about fathers. It's only about mothers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, we get the short end of the stick all the time, every time, man. Mm-hmm. And let's give a shout out to our brother, Big A, who who knows where Big A at. He probably being nasty. <laughs> he doing something else. You know what I'm saying? But before we get into today's show, Please, everybody, we ask that you like. Hit the like button. Join us in the comments. Share this video and subscribe to and in the RB uh, on Instagram at ANNONRNB and follow the YouTube page as well. Bro, I'm going to leave it to you today. I'm going to let you host. I'm taking a break. We're talking about. Um, finding love and keeping it, but from a parent's perspective, please, bro, enlighten us on that, and I'll let you lead the show. All right. Well, once again, it's your man, Nas Romantic. You are listening to part two of how you find love and how you keep it. This edition is the parents' edition. Um. Finding love when it comes to children is it's an amazing thing because even if you have one of those like unexpected type situations going on, when that child comes there, it's like your whole the whole center the center of your whole universe turns around mm-hmm. and you start to focus on that kid. Like I remember coming home from the hospital when um when my first set of kids was born. Yeah, I had twins. <laughs> my first set of kids was born. Um you're driving extra, like they're the most precious, precious thing to you in the world. Like you, I, I remember driving home extra careful when I first got them in those car seats. You know, I'm up there getting mad at everybody driving past me because you think everybody about to hit your car because like it's you're carrying it, you're you're definitely carrying precious cargo. That's what they are. They're, they're like the most precious cargo to you in the world when you're driving that car. So it was like old lady style, man, and to just sit there and like 
just have not one but like two two bundles one in each arm it is crazy to have them look at you and laugh you know the, the first the first thing they see besides you know the doctor coming out the womb is like you know you as the parents and you see their eyes full of that wonder and that joy to, to see them just have cracked that first smile to see them take their first steps man it's it's an amazing thing like i, I really think like like if you think love and a relationship is good like having a kid having a kid is like one of the most ah oh man one of the most inspiring one of the most like special events in your life like you get i like and me like i'm an overprotective dad so like I like I, where, where, where can I go from here, man? It's, it's, Wherever you want. You know, it's, man, like, but they all could, they also could drive you crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. They also could drive you crazy. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm I'm a step parent. Right. So, love for me when it comes to finding love and getting it and all that it's totally different for me right right so unfortunately my my journey for love went very cyclical mm. and you learn how not only how crazy other people are you learn how crazy you are too because you oh, keep yeah. choosing these crazy motherfuckers too oh, right yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? and i'm gonna just say someone opened up their life to me and it came with um a family Stepdaddyhood is not the easiest thing in the world. It's difficult. But when you step in for people, a person or people who are not fulfilling their obligations and you become the caretaker of someone who's innocent in the world and you and you have to see them go to their next level, that's a blessing within itself and i think we take it for granted because a lot of people think that when you become a parent everything gets harder i don't think it gets harder i think you have more of an appreciation for what's around you to know what's good and what's bad and also makes you step your game up because everybody says it's not about me anymore you know what i'm saying but it never was really about you but you were a part of the bigger picture and now you see that bigger picture do you agree yeah yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I laugh at this all the time, but it also makes you realize what your parents went through as they were <laughs> raising you. In what way? Like, you know, the way you feel for your kids, like, wow, you know, my mom, you know, my mom, my dad, they, they had this same love for me. Or, damn, I drove my mom crazy like this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, like it's like an ongoing joke with uh, me and my mom right now when I'm yelling at my little one. Like she gets a kick out of it. Cause she I'm looking at her like, what you like, what's so funny? She's like, you used to do the same thing to me. So <laughs> you know, I guess she gets like a she gets a nostalgia thing out of it. And like even that, even now, like my kids are grown. And I remember my mom saying, like, I was going through a situation. She helped me out. I was like, Look, I'm, a, I'm a grown man. Like, you know, I got a room for this by myself. She was like, no, you're still my baby. 
you know and now i understand what that means because no matter how old your kids get like my kids in the, well yeah my, my oldest are in their 20s like no matter how old they get I, when I look at them, I still see those little girls I used to take to Toys R Us every week, and I still see those little girls I used to take to the park. You know, saying so even my um my oldest son, I still see that little boy that that used to want to come with me instead of going to school. You know, when I had to drop him off. You know what I'm saying? Like you, like and no matter how old they get, they can be a hundred years old, you'll still see them as that child, as that little kid. And it's yeah, that's hard. peace. It's hard, like trying to you know. It's hard letting that go sometimes, man. So my thing is this, because everybody's in a rush to have sex, right? Everybody want to bust that nut mm-hmm. and go home. Mm-hmm. But the act of sex brings children. Right. And then we have this narrative that came from the 1970s through government interaction, uh, intervention, I should say, being the cause of the thing. There's this belief that men of color, especially, don't take care of their children. And we have some outstanding single fathers in the world that are busting their asses to show the world different. Right. And also, on the flip side, we got, we got mothers out here who are burning everything down just to make sure that they have for their children. Right. So all the internet narrative of men ain't ish and women ain't ish and all that i think those are selective people in a small sample sample size that people are trying to use to generalize for the whole what do you think about that true i'm one of them pat myself on the back i mean all you men out there single dads is doing the damn thing pat yourself on the back man because like for myself speaking for myself like when i dropped my son off to school my youngest I see a lot of dads dropping their kids off of school. You know what I mean? I see just as many, if not more, than the mothers. Feel me? Um, I go to the um. I go to the what they have? They have a um a men's a men's thing at the school. Where all the dads come in and have a meeting on how you know they can interact with the school, do things for the school. Um, it's not empty. It's not. It's at least like seven guys in there talking along with the pastor on how you know we could get things straight in the school so men do want to be a part of their a child's lives you know i know the popular narrative is like he like you know like rev said it's like men ain't ish they don't want to be a part of a child's lives that's a lie that's a straight lie because i i see i see the opposite every day yeah i mean we got like on the on, the, on the, if anybody has never unfollowed, there's an Instagram page called Hobusters, right? They are they are notorious for destroying <laughs> people based on their um activities, I should say. And there's a young lady on there that was like, uh, don't have children with black men because black men don't love their children. And when I saw that, I was like, I've never seen that. So what the hell is she talking about? And why are we generalizing? Men of color like this. And the same thing goes for there's there may be some men out there who don't love their children. They want to leave and just have mad women and children and stuff, which is their choice. I mean, the woman chose to lay with them anyway. But there's some horrible mothers out there too. And women just can't get everything given to them. 
I think the thing about love when it comes to being a parent is not only appreciating the seed that you have, it's appreciating the partner that you made the seed with too. And that's where I think a lot of the complication comes in because there's a lot of women out there that suffer from side chick syndrome, knowing they wanted to be the main girl and they weren't. And then some of them got pregnant and then that caused that. It's side dude syndrome too, where the guy is like, F that, you're going to be mine forever, poking holes in their rubbers and stuff. And they doing stuff. Hey man, this is a reality, man. This this is reality. So, I mean, it, it, it's very disingenuous when it comes to who we are and what life is. Because I'm going to be honest with y'all. For my grandson, listen, I fear for what he's going to have to go through in the, in, in the world as he gets older. What about you, Nas? When you think about your children, how, how does your outlook on the future um, look for them at this time? Glad you said that, man. Listen, even though my kids are traveling and stuff like that, at least you know my girls are. It's like you scared. You're scared, like especially like I said, I'm overprotected there. Even though I don't talk to them like all the time, but you know stuff like that rolls to your mind because every time you look out or you see the news, somebody's getting killed. Police done killed somebody, baby. You know what I'm saying? Somebody, baby, done got kidnapped. Somebody, baby, done got murdered in the street. You know what I mean, might not even been the intended target, but they got hit anyway. You know, it's all all the stuff, all the stuff rolls through your head, and sometimes it, it could get, you know, it could get crazy. It could get crazy. You, like, it's it's a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff that that we had to go through as we were growing up. It's twenty times worse now. And as a parent, you worry. You can't help but worry. Those are, those are your, like I said, those are your babies. No matter how old they get, those are always going to be your babies. And you can't stand the thought of anything happening to your baby. Because that's the most precious thing in the world to you. Man, it's something about when somebody chooses to come to earth and they choose to be yours. And like today's society, I don't know if you've seen it, but did you see the story in the news recently about the jealous the jealous brother-in-law and this nigga this man killed his brother's wife and nine-year-old child and they found him on the run in philadelphia or the woman who couldn't be with the man she wanted so she drowned herself and her baby in the car this is the type of stuff that scares the living daylights out of me when it comes to the people in my family because you have people who they who they may find interesting, and if you tell them not to be with them, they're gonna want to be with them anyway, because that's their choice. But learn. Yeah. but man, yo, we coming to we are in the time now where nothing's off the table. You have men raping men, women raping women. You got the transgender thing. You got the drug thing. You got the social media thing. You got um oversexualization. And if you haven't been paying attention, we're reliving the 1950s and 60s all over again with all the racist stuff going on. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, as a person who even teaches little children, it's a, I fear people have lost the social responsibility of caring for these young ones and giving them the best chances that they had to succeed. I mean, what you, what you say about that? Yeah, even, yo, yo, I think, like, with the schools now, I think mm -hmm. they teach them just enough to get out there and, and work for them. 
Yeah, pretty much. You know what I mean? They, like, they don't, yo, the way they, yo, the way they teach math and, and reading and stuff, yo, they don't even teach cursive no more. They don't teach them how to write nothing. It's like, yo, they just want you to be, you know, smart enough to go work their job, dumb enough not to get ahead. Facts. And, and you know what it is, yo? It's because a lot of us don't understand today's way of showing love is protection. And protection comes at a high price and it has a high value. You have to know what goes on in your child's life at all times. Like in school, if you don't know what the school's curriculum is or the standards of grading, you're not going to understand what it is your child is going through. In, in today's society, yo, we have so many different ideals that there's no standard for people to um, all do at the same time. I was watching a video the, um, the other day about schooling in Norway. And the people from America was like, well, how do you know how to send your child to the right school? And da, 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 da. And the woman in Norway said, no, all schools in Norway teach the same thing the same way. So we all have the same value of education. And we and that's like the number one school system in the world. Norway, Sweden, Denmark, you know what I'm saying? They, they're like, yo, a child needs to play. They're only in school four hours a day. And any other hours they have in school, they're actively using what they learned that day to put into practice. So the one day they're going to be cooking. One day they're going to be science. One day they're going to be doing math. One day they're going to be writing a history. One day they're going to be science. Like, you know what I'm saying? And it's practical learning. Today, you know how kids learn? Some people get pissed off. The child is crying and they give them a tablet and they go away. So what exactly can they be taught if the the standard bearer or the loving protector is not dealing with them at all. And ladies and gentlemen, we are going to the time now within the next two to three years. Those are the pandemic babies. Yeah. Not now. These are not the pandemic babies. These are the babies that live through the pandemic in about two years, next year, two years from here, we're talking 2024, 25, 26. Those are going to be the pandemic babies. Those are the ones who really did not get the nurturing. Those are the ones that had to stay in the house. Those are the ones that they're really looking at social emotional development and seeing what happened and what kind of love the parents were giving the children so they can learn how to interact with each other. Because you know what's disgusting, yo? You have kids today who can't go outside and play and they don't know how. We have kids today that's on their phones who don't know how to have a good conversation. We have people today looking for love at a swipe instead of at a conversation. What you think about that? Yeah, we touched on that before, man. Mm -hmm. This whole technology thing is, is a blessing and a curse. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's, it's convenient, but I think people overuse it. I really do. It's like I said before, like how can, how can you get to know somebody if you're just, you know, you got Twitter fingers all day, you're texting all day, you know? Like, when you're texting, you don't get the context of the of the message. Like you know how we're talking right now, you you can hear the nuances in my voice. You know you, you don't get that. You don't get that through Twitter. You don't get that through the IG. You don't get that through your through your texting app. You got to get out and interact with people, and the kids are not learning that. I mean, you know what? I, I take my son to the park. He likes to play basketball. I think I, when I'm at work, you know, my, my mom would take him out to the park so he could play with the other kids. He's getting a chance to interact. So that's good for him. But, like, for the most part, the most interaction kids get is through Fortnite. 
for whatever multiplayer game they're playing right now. Well, yeah, during the pandemic, that, that was very critical. You know, because a lot of kids are like, well, I have to wake up to go to school. Not I have to go to school. I have to wake up just to sit in the, the quiet room in the house so I could get my work done in school, which is bananas. But see, that's that, 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 I think the pandemic showed us how much love there truly is and is not among people in their own places. Because check this out, man. Domestic violence went up. I mean, we had suicides come up. We had child abuse go up. So it really makes you think, where was the love then? As compared to where was it before? Because there was people um, making, having love through convenience or through the satisfaction of each other. I want to ask you this question, yo. Has there ever been a pressing moment in your life where the the, the child you had turned your day or your movement around because of a need or something and you didn't want to disappoint them? All the time. What, what, what do you mean by that? Like, tell me, tell, well, tell me what you got from it first. Um... You don't want to see a, a look of disappointment on your kids at all, man. It makes you feel like the most terrible parent in the world. So, you know, I used to bust my ass. Like I would show up to I would show up to all his um his field trips. I'd make sure I go with him so I so I'd be there to enjoy the trip with him, buy him souvenirs, you know. Get him that um that gift for having a good report card at the end of the year. You know, even for his birthdays, I make sure like I was able to get the present that he wanted. You know what I mean? Or I was just able to be there. If he wanted to play, even though, you know, we adults, we working, we dead ass tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this boy want to play Star Wars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I want to see that sad look on his face for me saying, nah, I'm too tired. Wait a little bit later. So I drag myself out of bed and get to the middle of the house and start playing Star Wars with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't yeah, want to see man. that disappointed look on on the kid's face. That 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 look breaks me down. It breaks me down. Um, and, and that's the thing. Imagine how broken it is to want to give, but you can't give. Right. What my man said, when the heat stop working, then the heat start working. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yo. I, I I it wasn't until I seen the baby and had the baby in my hands. And that look of joy when they look at you, yeah. it's like nothing in the world will ever stop you from giving comfort to that child. And as people of color, we're uh, with so much of the world against us, love for our own is like, especially our children, is like the last beacon of hope that we can have in a world that condemns us because they think we have the mark of evil on us when in actuality we don't. You know what I mean? I want to bring up my brother real quick. Uh, we got we got a special person here who could talk to us about how he experienced love as a son from two great parents. Check this out. Who's that right there? Big A. What's up, bro? Uh, he muted. Your sound is not working. 
<laughs> Nat, can you talk now? Nope. Can't hear you, bro. Leave it, come back in. <laughs> yo, big A is crazy, yo. We'll get back to the disappointment thing, yo. That brings back a memory. I remember when I was remember we were younger and laser tag was out. Laser tag was the shit. Laser tag. I had folks on though. So um I went in laser tag. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was my birthday. And I went in laser tag. So my mom went out and um she was trying to damn this to go get it. And she couldn't get it. So my grandmother was living with us at the time. She was like, Yeah, your mom was able to get it. I was like, Oh, you know. Damn, I was on the verge of tears, but I remember her telling me like she was like, nah, don't, you know, don't, don't cry, no, no, don't cry, don't be like that. Your mom felt, you know, she felt so bad that she couldn't get it for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now, as I'm older, going back to what I said before, I understand how she felt. You know what I mean? Because you never want to see that look of disappointment on your child's face, man. You always want to be that. You want to be a kid superhero. You know what I mean? Speaking of superheroes, give me a big A. What's up? Can y'all hear me now? Yeah, definitely. There you go. There you go. Right. I was over at war. I was worried because I've been listening here. I had uh, some technical stuff I had to handle the behind the scenes. So I'm back. I'm here. I'm here. I've been here since 809. Hey, hey. So check this out. We're talking about love and keeping it from a parent's perspective, right? Yep. I want you to talk about the love that you've experienced from your parents and how you think you could translate that love to somebody today? Well, my parents were always honest with me. Um, honestly, out of, out of default. Uh, the saying in the household was, you can lie to everybody else, but don't you lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, uh, you know, it, it's kind of old school. Cause I've heard it before from other people. But my parents lived on that. You know, our rule was the honesty rule. Don't lie. If you did something wrong, let us know. So then we could we could figure it out as a, as a collective. You know what I mean? We, we deal with it. We deal with it head on. We don't lie to each other. Um, something happened. Let it be known. Let it be known. And I live by that. If I make a mistake, I live up to it. I ain't going to I ain't going to hide or try to, you know, share, um, stray away from it because what most people don't realize is when you do that, you cause more problems than, than results. And, you know, when you're honest, you don't know what can happen from your honesty. But when you lie, you take away the opportunity of something good happening. So, you know, from those moral standpoints, I was taught love. I was shown love. I seen other people not receive the love I had in my household. My hat looks terrific and shit. <laughs> Take the shit off. <laughs> my uh, my parents also instilled into me uh, showing respect not just to them but to others. And you know, my mom, my mom used to always tell me when I was a kid because as a kid I used to be nervous around. I still have anxiety at time around people. It don't show, but I, I have it from time to time. And I always ask my mom, you know, how does somebody make friends? <laughs> and she, that was the one question I, I stopped my mom on. Because she was like, 
she's like, you always got friends. I, I was like, yeah, but how do you make friends? And we're driving, you know, we, my, me and mom's had the, the best conversations in, in the car because, you know, I, I'm, I'm a very inquisitive person. And as a young kid, boy, I have more questions you can than you can believe. I have more questions than you can shake a stick at, as my father would say. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, you know, an example of asking something as simple as how do you make a friend, she took to the Bible and said, you know what, to have friends, you gotta show yourself friendly. And I was like, Oh, really? Where you come up with that? She was like, It's out of the Bible. I said, I said, Bible wrote stuff like that. <laughs> so, you know, you grow with different ideologies and paradigms, um, which which is passed down to the next generation. And you would hope no matter what you do or how you treat your child and the most upbringing you can bring them in, that they will continue on with the lessons that you taught them and continue uh, sharing the gifts that you gave them. And for me, that's what I've had with my parents, uh, both parents being characters, uh, both being, <laughs> you think I'm wild, wish <laughs> you could have met my parents. <laughs> Yeah, you be really be shaking your head. You like, damn, Mister Mister Johnson. Yeah, they was wild. Um, <laughs> but but they was always they always kept it real, kept it a hundred, and was genuine. And the one thing I learned from, uh, I learned a lot from both of them. But my father, um, was partially blind and handicapped. Nobody knew to he to the day of his funeral. A lot of people didn't even know he had one eye. He moved like he had eight, <laughs> and he he was I found out he was definitely a very well-known person in the streets but you would never know that in this lot of years because he was well respected in the streets and out um up right up upstanding person um even my brothers and sisters who weren't uh, as upstanding but it, it still had a lot of recognition and the most thing the one thing we all can say is that our father was recognized as a person in the community that was about the community that always is about helping people no matter what. And that's what I learned from him. Not being shy away from helping people, but if somebody burn your fingertips, don't keep standing your hand, know when to pull your hand back. So, you know, I learned a lot from both those uh, great people that I was spawned from. What's wrong? You took us around the goddamn world and didn't answer the fucking question. <laughs> I just answered the question. If you listen to the question, <laughs> I answered the question. I said what, yeah, I, what got I got from I was them. playing with you. No, I was playing with you. Yeah. Oh. But you gave a damn sermon. <laughs> you went around I got to make it for lost time. I just got here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which one's that? I don't know. Get you with this one real quick, though. All right. Even though parents, parents, they parent with it as a unified front. Each parent has a different style and different ways that they teach. Now, what I want to know is, what were the biggest lessons that your father taught you as opposed to the biggest lessons that your mother had taught you? Uh, I can sum up what my father taught me and, and a phrase that we used to say be way before he passed away. He's always telling me, son, you know, a lot of things are going to happen in your life that you can't control. But what you can control is to always think positive always do the right thing, keep the faith no matter what. So those things are the premise of being able to deal with just about any situations that come to you. And those words, they definitely center into me um, as a person. And I've learned by actions that sometimes when you think, when you're not thinking, 
in a positive mindset, you allow things to to bring you off your or off your uh your still, as you as my father would say, you're still you you're your center, you're still, and when you don't do the right thing, it always catches up to you, and when you're not genuinely in a concentrated mindset of what people will say faith or or believing that something um you allow those negativity things to come and creep into your mind and thinking negative can have an outcome of negativity so your mindset is everything that's what my father taught me what about the mom's side my mom say Stop running your damn mouth so much. <laughs> <She's>, <laughs> See, I still haven't learned that lesson. <laughs> but on a, on a serious side, moms is always about being showing love. You know, um, I remember as a kid, I'm trying to think. This was, I think it was back in 86. I remember seeing my mom. First time I ever seen somebody do this, and it was my, happened to be my mother. It was a homeless dude in front of the um, Royal Rogers. I mean, if y'all know what the Royal Rogers is, yeah, you showing your age. <laughs> yeah. So it was a guy in front of the Royal, Royal Rogers. It was cold as hell. We had, I remember it, I remember because it was cold. I couldn't wait to get my damn chicken. I was like, damn, I'll hurry up. What you doing? Let's go home. And my mom stopped. I didn't know she even brought the man some food and gave him some money. And she said, you know, I hope you, whatever you're going through, I hope you can, you know, you get through it. The man started crying. He was like, thank you so much. I always was shown from mom how to love, regardless how to love. Now, you can't be a fool about love because you can get your heart broken. If you put too much love out there, people will take advantage of you. And that's all. I also learned that too, but I learned that by by exam by mistakes, by uh, extending myself too much. But you know, moms always taught love, and many forms of love. Love can hurt you. Love, love can whoop your ass. <laughs> the dynamic of love, as we're talking about, is 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 a multifaceted um, thing, and that's what moms taught me wholeheartedly: love. That's dope, man. Like, mom, she taught me um to keep things close to the vest. And you can't miss what you ain't never had. Mm. You know what I mean? Word, word. So, <laughs> so I guess that's why I am the way I am. You know what I'm saying? I, As Popeye would say, I am what I am. That's all that I am. But like, he... <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, as far as the love thing goes, like, if it wasn't there, you could never miss it. Facts. You know Facts. What I'm you know what I'm Facts. Like, hey, Nika. And, like, never, uh, never, never show the next man your move, man. Don't, don't let the left hand, don't let the right hand know what the left hand doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. You gotta, you, gotta, you know, in this life, man, you gotta, you gotta sometimes move covert, man, to get what you need to get. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't let you can't well just you can't let everybody in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why my that's why my circles are small. Like if I feel like you you the type of dude that I can't trust, you the type of feel I can't trust, I don't even let you in my circle. Facts. Facts. Those, yes, those, sir. Those like 
you know, the two lessons that have, you know, they got me somewhere here. You last this long, right? Shoot. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Longer than a lot of our idols, man, or, or or entertainers that we grew up, man. The thing about Biggie and Pac, they didn't grow up to they didn't make these numbers that we made. You know, yeah. they haven't lived as long. They didn't, they didn't live as long as we have. You know, yeah. you know, something small, but it could still still consider it as a blessing. You know, a lot of a lot of entertainers die young or people of influence die young, um, mm -hmm. whether it's they're taken out by uh, whatever it is. You know, we're, we're most most fortunate to be here as long as we have right. have the experience that we have. Yeah. Forever you all right? All right. Speaking of that. <laughs> okay. Yo, speaking of that, right? Like, what knowledge would you impart? To your child to help them navigate navigate this life that we live in right now. Well, if I had a kid, but I don't, as far as I know. Uh, if I had a kid, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> we get them DNA tests, no, we don't play around here. But no, but if if I did, um, I would I would do my best to instill. All the good that I've learned and teaching about all the bad that I've experienced. Because it's one thing to learn about good stuff. It's another when you experience the bad shit. <laughs> and, and it's a lot of bad stuff that you can get into. I've seen a lot of people get into a lot of things that were life altering. And as a friend of mine would say, you can learn a lot from a dummy. So <laughs> you, you, I utilize those most unfortunate things that has happened to either people around me, to me, and use those as lessons, learning lessons right. to instill into the next generation and pray that they don't make the same mistakes that we made yeah. and pray they have a lot more common sense than we did in certain scenarios so they make better choices for the future. Yeah. But see, that's the thing, though. In life, we live and learn. And it's Absolutely. Like, and I say this now, like, cause like, I was talking, I was talking to Karev early, and I was saying, like, as much, as much as we teach them, they're going to get out there and make some mistakes, and it's hard to see them go out there and do that. You know, what I mean, <laughs> you don't need a shout out. <laughs> like, it's it's hard to, to go out there as a parent and see them navigate. Through that because you don't want them to go through the same type of strife, the same type of hurt, the same type of trials and tribulations that you have. You don't never want to see your kid go get to a point where they're living outside their car. You don't know, never want to see your kid yeah. Yeah. get to a point where you know they make a mistake and they end up in the holding cell. You know what I'm saying? You don't never see your kid get hurt, end up in the hospital or anything like that. But life is living, life is learning. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, and that's what that's as a father, that's what worries me, man. It really, it really does, because you have to see them go through those growing pains and those mistakes, and there's nothing you could do but just. Sometimes you could help them, but you have to sit them. You have to let them sit back and go through it mm -hmm. in order for them to learn, so they can teach mm -hmm. their next generation of kids. You know what I'm saying? 
I agree. I agree. What about you, Karef? What do you, what do you, teach, what do you teach your offspring? Life is nothing but pain, and you got to get through it because it's going to hurt you. You're going to meet people who's going to hurt your feelings. You're going to meet disappointment. You're going to meet trials, tribulations. And most of the 90% of the time, you do it to yourself. It's not other people doing it to you. So it it would really be about having to deal with the mental side of life. But having, um, you see, that's a a real deep question because I'm going to be honest with Uh y'all. The way I grew up was different than a lot of people growing up. So I grew up, I grew up with a lot of a lot of envy. You know what I'm saying? And it wasn't that I didn't have. The one thing I did not have that I really wanted was more social emotional connections. I didn't grow up in a town with grow up people and stuff. I grew okay. up in two different towns with two different lifestyles. And mm. it, it, it 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 was a clash of realities all the time. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the when you have big homies who teach you and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's that's always been missing for me. For me, you know what I'm saying. So oh, the people wow. I looked up to, they was all in their own thing. You know what I mean. So, yeah. so me bringing that up is for this reason. When you have somebody that you um love as a young one, they are the example for something that you aspire to be. When you have love for somebody as an elder. It's a love for them to be better than you and to go to another place that you haven't been. And that's mm-hmm. why so many parents hurt their children by living vicariously through them and try mm-hmm. to make the kids do the things they couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Like, damn it, you go play football. And your kid may not like sports. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or, or you yeah. want to make the girl be a model and maybe she just don't want like that. Mm-hmm. Like, bitch, you gonna rap like you know, you know I mean? like that that I've seen parents do that to their children and it, it's caused rifts and yeah. the job the the most main lesson of love a parent can give a child is to teach them what to do when they're no longer available mm. let me tell y'all something that's very true. My mom passed away some years ago. And it wasn't until the Jay Electronica song came out when he said, I got numbers in my phone that I ain't going to call no more or that I can't call no more. Let me tell y'all something. I still know the phone number to my house. I'm talking about the landline, rotary. This, I still remember that. And I remember that number and to think like, yo, I could call that number and the person I want to talk to ain't talking Mm. anymore. And it's not the fact that you can't talk to them. It's the mm. fact that you can't converse with them and they're talking back. That mm. lesson is the most hardest lesson to give and the most important one because, listen, man, I was reading a, a comic book, like a comic strip, I'm sorry, in the newspaper, and the kid was talking to his father. And the kid said, what's the best part about being a dad? The dad said, watching you grow up. He said, what's the worst part about being a dad? And the dad rubbed his face. He said, watching you grow up. Because both things, you're happy that they're your young ones becoming a man and he or a lady or something. But then as they grow, you got to go through them having a cold and you can't help them with it. You got to go through boyfriends or girlfriends, heartaches, first job, asking for money, 
I need help. And sometimes you got children that's so stubborn. They don't want to ask you for help. And they just want to do everything on their own and fuck up. And they come to you when it's too late. Mm-hmm. It's so much. And the fact that the opportunity to have this much time with somebody and to prepare them for how much time they're going to have without you being there. That's the hardest lesson ever, man. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the part of love that we tend to f- not focus on and take for granted because mm. it's a it's a it's a it is a love thing to get your child life insurance it is a love thing to teach your child this is how you cook rice if you ever get hungry because this is all ladies and gentlemen if there ever is a famine in the world guess what there's always rice i don't care if it's made out of plastic and you get it from whatever what the the, the damn corner store it's still rice your child should know how to cook rice you know what i'm saying at, at least this mm-hmm. is how you wash dishes. This is how you tend your yard. This is how you, you you manage your bank accounts. You know how much money you have coming in and how much money you have coming out. This is how you eat. This is how you take care of your body. This is how you get your own food. That's the stuff that's important that I'm telling y'all. Those are the lessons that I do my best to teach. And the and the one lesson I always went, I, I taught this to the kids in the neighborhood. I used to be like, yo, y'all want a dollar? Answer my questions. And I would give them dollars for questions that they answered we don't teach our children how to think cognitively everything's not just yes or no it's your skills and your reasoning man i'm telling you one lesson i always teach them is ask why and if a person gets mad at you asking why look at that person no matter how good they are because in the words of i forgot the the fat gangster on batman animated series no matter how bright a person looks, they always have a dark negative under the surface. Mm. So always be careful who you're around and don't be afraid to ask questions. You know what? That's funny that you say that because my mom, that's something that my mom has told me, always ask why. Oh, even if you know the answer, you can learn something new. Always ask why. And so that's why I was always inquisitive as a kid because she taught me to be inquisitive to ask why. Um, it's It's... It was something you said that was very, very inspiring because, you know what, a lot of parents I have seen try to live through their children. And that's due to the fact that they haven't had the opportunity to really understand their child. I have friends that that had complained about their parents not knowing what they really, really want. And then I've seen friends whose parents took the time and micromanaged and study their child to know what they were really into and were asking questions. I had a cousin, um, God rest his soul. He used to ask my, my cousin around my same age. He would ask him certain things when we were young. And he would ask me because uh, I was over there. Me and my cousins were playing. You know, he would stop us from playing for a little bit. And he would he sit us down and ask us real questions. Real questions like, what do you think about your future? Now, mind you, we were living in a project, so we was like, just get a job, you know what I'm saying? We don't have enough money to get an apartment for ourselves and be able to live on our own. And this is we were little kids at the time. We were like six and seven, and but I do remember these questions that he would sit down and ask us for like, he would grill us for like, you know, 20, maybe at 28, 30 minutes. And then after that, even after all the questions, even no matter how we answer the questions, uh, y'all go back outside, or y'all go go play video games or whatever y'all doing. He just would ask us. He would ask us, and he would always do that, and he would always pick our brain as a kid to see what we were thinking about. 
no matter how outlandish we, the answers we came up with, it was like we never had a wrong answer. He just wanted to know what we were thinking. Right. And, and that's that's very, very important. That's very important. Um, you know, for me growing up, Sundays were dinner days and we would have conversations. You know, we, we would go to church. You know, churches are involved and whatnot. But, you know, outside of church, we would definitely um, we'll have those conversations on Sunday. You know, how was your week? What you go through? How, you, how your classes? How your teachers treating you? What do you like about school? What do you hate about school? Just simple, simple questions like that opens up the floodgates. Um, especially when you're talking to a young person, because you know the the, the creative mind is always at work when they, you know until you, they become like a teenager, and even even then, you know, it depends on on the person. So that that's definitely uh, very very important to do and to know the child you're talking to. Uh, and I, I commend you on that correct because I I had that growing up too, and no matter what environment I was in, that was definitely important. Conversation time was definitely important. And unfortunately, I grew up in an environment where I seen some people grow without their fathers, who would come around certain times and wouldn't be there all the time. Um, it's it was so common in the environment that I grew up in. It's really sad. And then when I moved from that environment to another environment. Also, the opposite, you know, a lot of people, everybody had moms and dads. I'm like, wow, this is different, you know, to see two parents in the household that weren't just my parents, you know. Right. Because I, I, at a certain point, I kind of at times feel like an outcast because a lot of people didn't have their parents, so, you know, whether one situation or another. Some people just had their fathers or they just had their moms or they lived with their grandmother. They didn't have their mom and dad. You know what I mean? So I saw that all too common from where I came from. But but yeah. I agree with you, Karef. That's that's imperative to to do with the upbringing of the youth and learning how to cook rice. My father taught me how to cook rice. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I, you know what? But do you think that the kids that grow up without one parent or other would that make them want to be? I mean, would that drive them towards being a deadbeat, or would that galvanize them to be a better a better parent than the absentee parent was? Um, for me, for the people that I've known and I've seen, they made it their business to do so. They made it their business to make sure, to the best of their abilities, that they, they that that both parties are there. Um, my father, unfortunately. My grandmother didn't want my father around his father because he was a real street dude, a real, real street dude. And my grandmother did her best raising my father and my uncles right. and my aunt and did it all on her own until she remarried. Um, and even even with my 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 uh, pop pop grandpa. Um, from he was from Jamaica. He didn't play no, he didn't play no games. <laughs> he didn't play no games, man. Welcome to Jam Rock. <laughs> Yo, Pop, Grandpa, you yeah. play no games, man. That little you, you look at me, you. <laughs> he wasn't playing no games. I'm trying to tell you, he was straight from the island too. He didn't play no games, none. Word. Like, I feel none. Like, me myself, like. 
I could count on one hand how many times I saw my dad through the course of my life. And that made me say, like, I don't want to be that person. Like, my kids is going to know who their dad is. Unfortunately, up until a certain time, my first three wasn't, you know, they were raised in the house to adulthood with me. But first couple of years of their life, they had mom and dad in the same house. But they always, even though we were separated, they always had dad. Uh. You know what I'm saying? I always left that door open for them. You got my number. Whenever you need me, call me, and I'm right there. No matter Word. what it is. You know what I'm saying? Word. Wow. Young, you know, you know, Rocket. Yeah, that's my boy, right? That's my boy, right there, boy. You know, Daddy had to, you know, Daddy had to come through for him. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Keep right. it to it, but you, you know, Daddy had to come through for him. And if it ain't going, ain't going my way, he's gonna get drastic. Right. That, that's how bad, you know. That's how bad I go for my kids, man. That's you know, I go hard for them. I go hard. I go extra hard, man. That's why I'm as overprotected as I am. Cause I, I want to be, I want to be the one. That's, it's like I want to be there, it's like the Flash. You need help? You know, <laughs> <laughs> right there. You know what I'm saying? Word, word, word. So now I got a question for everybody. Well, uh... it's time for some fuckery. So let's just have a good conversation about this right now, okay? We have a video online circulating of a man who broke up with his girlfriend because her kid was bad. Why do y'all feel? How y'all feel about that? Because that's a part of love too. Big A, you're gonna date a lady, and the child is very uncontrolled. Would you do that? Um, it depends on our relationship, but you know, as a whole, you're not just getting a woman; you're getting her offsprings as well. So you have to consider your role with that child, with her, and if they can't respect you. And she can't control them to gain that respect for you, then you have to know when to go. You really have to know your place and you got to know when to go. Um, it, it sucks, you know, when you build a camaraderie, you build love in a relationship. But if you have that part of the relationship, then it's not going to work. Because if he's acting like that now as a child, when he gets older and he can get his hands on weapons and guns like that, he's not going to show you no respect. So, and then you're going to be older too. Like, if you don't gain the respect now while they're young, when they get older, they're going to be out of control. So you got to know your role. You got to know when to go. You know? Um, you got to know when to go. <laughs> right, Nas, why don't you go? Nas, why don't you go? Up. I mean, I, I, you know, I played the stepdaddy role. You know what I mean? Um, and fortunately, like with this one, I was there from when, from when this one was young, young. So I was damn, you know, I was damn near like real daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like Cash used to say, she looked like me. I'm like, but she's not mine. But you know, <laughs> but in in a situation where the child is unruly, and you, as a man, as the head of the house. Even though it's not your child, you still have to maintain order in that house. And that woman, she has to help you maintain order. Exactly. She has to help you maintain order. Like, because, like, you have women that's quick to say, well, you know, if you love me, you got to love my child, too. All right, well, if you love me, you got to love order in my house. And, you know, 
the child is, is you no know, if I'm not there, if I can't discipline your kid, not to say put hands on them, but if I can't tell them, yo, listen, you can't do that. Listen, that's not what we supposed to do. Listen, these are your chores. Listen, take this out, do this, you know, to help raise them up in the way they're supposed to go, then we can't, you know, I'm out. I'm out. I'm, I'm going to have peace in my house, man. I'm going to have peace where I'm, where I, where I'm, where I'm go, wherever I go. So if your child is going to do you like that, and I've seen the video, man, because the dude was like, see what I'm talking about, your kid here? Like, I told him to go over here. The kid was like, man, you going over there, nigga? Yeah, he was really disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? He was really disrespectful. Like, if it's to that point, yeah, I got to go, man. I got to go. I, You know what? It's funny that we're bringing this up because now I think about it, I had kind of a similar scenario. I wasn't in a full relationship with this woman. We had relations. But, you know, I was being, I was going over there, you know, I was, you know, spending time with her, you know, of course, you know, feeding them and everything else like that. But she had a son that was almost not as bad as that kid was, but almost, and he had emotional problems and that was due to lack of his father and not being there and, and whatnot. And I understood it because it wasn't the first time I seen that. I had, uh, unfortunately, I have a family member that, that went through that and that could be detrimental to a psyche of a kid in general, um, uh, an, an emotional abusive father. But overall, you know, as I looked at the situation, I was like, yeah, I can't, <laughs> I'm not built for this. Like I'm not built for this. Cause I, cause if you, if you don't want me to even verbally reprimand your child, then there's no way, there's no room for me here because if it's going on right now, as like I said before, you get older, he might get beside himself, you know, and as a man, you know, you ain't gonna let no kid try to put their hands on you. Exactly. 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 Put their hands on you and whatnot. So it's like, bro. And then, then as a man, you, you know, you put a kid in his place, but you don't want to hurt him. Right. But then some kids will go too far. And then, you know, the emotional ones will just grab yeah, impulses to grab a weapon to do something because they know they can't physically, you know, do nothing to you. Then they want to harm you, right. you know, because it's all driven by emotion. It's not thinking by, you know, logic at that point. It's all emotional driven. So, you know, like, uh, you know, like I got to a career, you know, before we even started talking about this, because I knew we were going to talk about this specifically, you know, the guy did the right thing by leaving. I feel he did the right thing by leaving because if he stayed there any longer, it's going to cause a conflict eventually. And it's going to bubble. It's going to pop like a pimple. <laughs> like it's really going to, it's going to come to a head and then somebody's going to end up getting hurt in that scenario. Really? Because yeah, I mean, the kid, the kid is already being violent at this age. Now, when, like I said, when he gets older, he's going to feel like he put his hands on this man and you don't know what this man is capable of doing. You know, you don't, you know, and people don't know what other people are capable of doing until it's too late. Then it's, you know, you don't want to hear, I'm sorry, or I didn't know, you know, no, no, you should have, you, you know, you stepped into an adult's position. Now you forced me to become an, the ops, as they would call it. They say now the ops. Yeah. Like John said, so you still got to deal with the real father. Exactly. So, exactly. Um, you do something to that that little kid, then all of a sudden, daddy wants to jump in for real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where were you before all this? But yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So it's best to leave, man. Yeah, yeah I, I think so too. But see, here's the flip side of it. We also have a video of a young lady getting into it with her substitute teacher mm. over a phone in the classroom. And for y'all who did not see the video, just to paraphrase and sum it up, the teacher took the um, substitute teacher took the girl's phone. But we saw it from there. We didn't see what happened before. Right. And what happened was the girl's like, but give me my phone. The teacher's like, no, I told you to put your phone away. Now I've confiscated it. The substitute says she followed the school's policy while going behind to the desk and telling the girl to get out of her face. The student bumped the teacher and the teacher was pushing her out of her space, uh, bumping her back out of her space, like, you're in my space. Leave me alone. Like, stop. You know, such and such. Yeah. And the student went to go smack the woman in the head. She did land it. She landed it. Okay, well, at the end of the day, she landed on the floor, too. And that substitute <laughs> teacher proceeded to pummel her ass for trying to smack her or smacking her in the head. Mm-hmm. And now we have, like, the woman, the teacher. Oh, 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 oh. And she put her in. She didn't just pummel her and beat her up. She put her in a submissive situation where she subdued the, ch- the child and told other students to go grab another teacher. Yeah, so she did. She, she, yeah. So she did follow pro- uh, protocol as when she disarmed the child, put her down, held her down because she was going crazy, and she told students to go call another teacher. So she did everything according to protocol. Right. So now the substitute teacher's livelihood is in danger for because she cannot get another teaching job if she is found guilty of assaulting a child, etc. Mm-hmm. As a parent in that situation, what do y'all think? Nas, you go first. As overprotective dad, the first... I'm going to go off the deep end. I'm not going to lie to you. Because the, the like when you're hearing stuff, it's blah, 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 blah. She put your hands on your kid. What? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, so, but from there, you can calm down and listen to the whole situation. Now, you may, I mean, like, might not like the fact that this person put their hands on my kid, but if my child was acting unruly and to a point where they assaulted somebody and is not in self defense, that kid is in the wrong. My child is in the wrong. So I'm going to deal with my child accordingly. You know what I mean? I'll probably go to bat for the teacher. Because, uh-huh. you know, right is right, right is right and wrong is wrong. Uh-huh. You feel me? Uh-huh. And first and foremost, you got to raise your child not to raise, not so much as even talk back to an adult. Uh-huh. Unless in a certain situation. But, like, not even to talk back to an adult. Not even, you know, definitely not raise your hands that way. Or hit. Yeah. Hey. Wasn't, like tell the truth, we wasn't raised like that. Hell, you know what I'm saying? Hell no. I had my parents came to school because the teacher even lied on me and said I said fuck you to her, and the class was like, and there was students that was like, yo, he didn't say that, but the teacher had it out for me, and then the teacher was so disrespectful, she got rude and disrespectful to my mom, which is the wrong thing. My mom's almost hopped on her, yeah. so and 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 it just shows that you know you have some teachers. That are in the wrong, that don't give a damn, and they will, you know, do their own thing. Yeah. But in this scenario, yeah. the teacher she actually handled herself correctly. Yeah. And now you have you have video evidence. Mm-hmm. You have video evidence. The the kid that was my kid. I be in my kid ass, man. Because now you on video, 
your, the video on went viral of you going in and assaulting this teacher because the teacher confiscated your. She didn't steal it from you. Uh-uh. Confiscated your phone. You'll get the phone back, or either they're gonna call me and I'll get the uh-huh. phone back, and then we gonna handle the other issue with you being disruptive in the class. Uh-huh. You took it upon your grown ass to go up there in that teacher's face, not only chest bumper, but you swung at the teacher. Teacher uh-huh. had no choice but to do what she had to do to protect herself because she was in a self defense situation. Uh-huh. So, what do you think of the mother's response of everything? What was the mother's response? What do you think it was? Not my baby. Oh, you, you put your hands on my daughter. You crazy. I'm gonna F that job. I'm gonna fuck that bitch up. She said, No, that's my motherfucking daughter. My cousin's going in. We're gonna come there and fuck you up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, oh, I heard it. I heard it all before. I've heard yeah. it all before. I've heard actually, it all before. Actually, actually, no. yeah. we're gonna surround this motherfucker and burn this down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> actually, the mother didn't say any of that. The mother, oh, wow. sided with, the mother sided with the teacher. And the mother said, for one thing, if a child is ever disrespectful to an adult and you stand up for your child, you're a bad parent. Right. Wow. That was the first thing she said. Wow. I'm impressed. So, right, the, the so-called response did not happen. The mother said that she was going to handle her daughter. She was asked to put her phone away. And she said the most appalling thing in the whole video was the fact that she tried to smack the lady in the head. And right. that's where the mother felt the most embarrassed. Right. She uh-huh. said, so if anybody out there thinking she wants to go fight the teacher, they're absolutely wrong. She wants to fight her daughter. Right. <laughs> go discipline her daughter. <laughs> so I would say as a society, I think we have a lot of growing up to do to find out what love is as a parent because we'll go to war blindly for somebody and that's not love see the one thing we talk about god if you believe god you know god the father god the mother whatever they say god is just he makes it rain on the god just makes it rain on the, the just and the unjust alike and where there's god there is justice so if we're not raising our children with just cause and giving just response then we're not raising our children and ladies and gentlemen, please stop telling me there's no book on parenthood because the Bible's been in there and it's been in every hotel room that you got some that's some one night stand button. So y'all need to get up there and start reading it. You know what I'm saying? This guy clapped his hands together. You gotta go, you gotta gotta get up and read it because yes, there are biblical lessons on your child on how to raise a child. And let's say we got on, on last week and said how women always say to the Proverbs 31 woman, where at the end of the, t- end of the chapter, it was Solomon's mother who wrote that chapter and said, oh, that type of woman? Yeah, they really don't really exist. So it's hard, for <laughs> it's hard to find that. So do your best. Also, Good luck, nigga. Also, also <laughs> in parenting, it tells you you spare the rod, spoil you spoil the child. The child. Mm. It also tells you there's certain things young men should do to become men. And it also tells you the character of some of the most Highly decorated men in the Bible and women, and how this they, they pass that stuff on to their children. There's a reason why Abraham was the father of many nations. There's a reason why Rebecca was chosen to be the wife of Isaac. There's a reason why um Jacob did what he had to do to get both his wives. There's a reason why um what was it Hosea who married the prostitute? It was a reason why he did that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's lessons in all these things, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to our brother Jarnell cuz he said, "We allow children to express themselves without boundaries and consequences in every instance nowadays." And hmm. when the parents the woman said in one of the um videos I saw, the parents 
the schools are scared of the children and the parents are scared of the children and the children are policing themselves. It's got to a point where there is no love in the mm. world when it comes to being a parent because now people let if you people let you do anything you want that's not real love if people let you do whatever you want with no consequences that's people allowing you to learn the hard way you mm. always see people be like my kids don't do that with me i just give them the look and it's a wrap <laughs> well some of these kids are giving y'all a look back <laughs> so what 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 do you used to say it used to say um if I tell you once, I told you twice, don't fuck with me. <laughs> you don't get the back slap of death or something. Then not trying to be funny, but that's really what it is. There was a reason why nobody messed, nobody sat on on on, on grandma, their grandmother's nice couch with the with the with the um the plastic on it. With the plastic on it. There's a reason why that was that was like that. Or there's a reason why you ain't eat off those good plates. There's a reason why somebody told you not to go to the store, don't ask for nothing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But unfortunately, in today's society, people let the children do whatever the hell they want. So are we really loving our children the way we're supposed to? Guess what? We can't answer that question for you. You have to answer that question with um, integrity in your actions. You know, the one I'm going to say this and then we're going to go off. The worst thing you could do is talk to a child. And I don't mean conversation. See, unfortunately, people think all you can do is talk to somebody and they got it. As a teacher, I'm going to tell you, there's different learning styles. So if you don't learn your child, you're not going to teach your child. Some children can learn by you talking to them. Some children learn by you doing things with them. Okay? At the end of the day, learn your child so you know how to guide your child to navigate through this world. Because as an adult now, I could tell you, you could talk to me until you blue in the face, or I'm blue in the face, listening, or angry, red in the face, because I'm listening to you and I'm sitting there doing nothing. Or you could show me something and then I could put it in practical use, and then it means something to me now because I did it. You see what I'm saying? Yep. Uh-huh. So we're going to leave it off right there. Would y'all like to do y'all segments or y'all want to leave it for something else? I'm ready for my segment. All right. So because we're doing segments, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're going to do. We're going to go to Big A's part of the show. And, sir, Big A's going to set the mood. Meaning, ladies and gentlemen, it's time to get your neck wet. So, A. Why you whipping ass? (laughs) 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 Wow. Tell them what's on the docket today. How are you wow, saying? wow. Um, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> what a wet neck, yo. Y'all niggas crazy today. Um, so today we have the fragrance of the day is Mancera Instant, Instant Crush. This is with some in the perfume and the fragrance community consider a clone of Bakarut 540. Um, Instant Crush has the top notes of bergamot, mandarin, San Fran, and ginger. Middle notes of jasmine, amberwood, patchouli. Base notes of sandalwood, vanilla, oak moss, and white musk. This right here smells amazing. Actually smells just like Baccarat 540. It smells very close to it. Um, I have another fragrance that was actually a lot cheaper than this. That smells exactly like it. Two other fragrances, actually. But this right here, it's got the pretty bottle, as you can see, the gold bottle. 
Um, this is definitely a mood setter. Um, even when I've actually had it on around the house, I've actually had um, my relatives and even neighbors when I say, what's up? Oh, you smell pretty good. What's that? Let's <laughs> see my neighbor. Oh, what's going on today? So <laughs> this right here is definitely uh, one of those uh, mood setting fragrances when you're out and about. People will notice it because it has a strong body and it lingers. It has a nice scent trail. And the song I would have for this that sets the mood is Backstreet Joy. Because when you smell it, it's giving joy. All right. Yeah, well, the fact that that video was dedicated to their daughters. Fact. There you go. So when there you go. Room, he either going to give some advice or it's going to smell just like that switch. He's going to tell you to get some. Whoop <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, that, and that's Mancera Instant Crush. But hey, we have a question that came into the show. Sure. And the question was you talk um, about fragrances a lot. Mm -hmm. What are the hot spots someone puts on fragrances correctly so they don't over or underdo it when they want to go out? Okay. Before I can answer that question, you have to know the strength of the fragrance that you'll be putting on because. When you have a strong fragrance like this that'll linger for a while, um, you the general hot spots are usually they'll say the pulses, so the wrist, the elbow, behind the ear. All right. But if you're if you want something and if you're gonna be in like an office environment or in a work environment and you have a strong fragrance that's gonna linger, you don't want to overdo yourself with sprays. But the hot spots, if you're gonna if you're in a working environment, is the shoulders. The ears, the back of the neck, and behind the neck on the on the collar, on the back. That's the main places you want to spray. It'll last. Leave a uh, a nice scent trail. If if it's strong enough to leave a scent trail, even if it's if you just put it on before you go to the office, even put by just putting your fragrance behind your neck and on the back of your collar, it will always leave a scent trail no matter where you go. Um, I've had some coworkers, you know, say. You know, I could tell you were here. I'm like, why? Because when you, even when you left, it still smelled great in here. And I'm like, ah, thank you. That's a compliment, you know. And then I've had others who may not like the fragrance I might have had on. Like, oh, it's kind of strong. You know, what was what was that you had on? Because I could smell it. I could smell it still. So, you know, the variations vary per person. Um, even if you get a lot of you get a lot of compliments on one fragrance, there'll still be that one hater. Like, you got too much on. What is that? Don't put that again. Don't wear it again. So, you know, you can't please everybody. But those are the hot spots. Neck, ears, and the chest, the shoulder line. All right. We will have that for you again as a clip when we do our shorts. Make sure you look for the shorts every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on a and r &B on YouTube. Now, we're going to go to our brethren, Nas. And he's going to tell us about wasted potential. All right, sir. What's your wasted potential for the week? All right, my wasted potential for the week is Heaven by Jamie Foxx off his Unpredictable album. Mm. Now, this Great. song dedicated to his daughter, Corinne. Um, when I first heard this song, it described exactly how I felt when I bought my twins home. Uh -huh. Like the song mentions that like his his daughter 
was an angel that left heaven because she had unfinished business. And that business was to be to be the love of, of, of her father's life. Like her his child. His child. And like when I first heard that song, I was like, yo, this is exactly how I felt. How I felt when I brought those babies home. Like they were like my two little miracles, man. Uh. It, it was it was man, it it was uh, like I said earlier, man, I, I those are my most the most precious things I had in my house, man. My girls, man. My girls, man. So um man. Um it's like he said, we take for granted how precious life can be. Mm. You know? And you don't understand it till you, you know, sometimes you don't understand it till you bring another life into this world, or to you to you help bring another life into this world, man. So, you know, that that's my song for this week. Uh I dedicate these this song to all my children. Cause whenever I sing the song, it's like I don't say an angel, I say angel. You know what I mean? For mm. all my children, man. So this this one, this is dedicated to all four of you. All right, love you. Um, Jamie Fox, get well soon. Yeah, word. Potential for the week. All right. That's a great song, too, man. That's a great yeah. song. So for everybody out there, we hope that you enjoy and in the R&B. Today, we didn't have Nika in, and <laughs> we hope that Nika gets well. Shout out to you and your mom. You hope everything's okay. Uh, yeah, we ain't going to do bug out like we usually do, but today was a good episode. And next week, we have a special guest coming. So make sure y'all prepare for something a little different. And we're going to have some fun. So we right always now, have fun. Song of the week? Yeah, I was just about to mention that. Song yeah, that's, that's, why, that's why I came up. The song we'll of the week. Song of the week. Like, All right, we'll, hey. We'll, we'll Nas, you lead the segment. Go ahead. All right. Song of the week I have is Regina Bell, If I Could. Woo! Regina Bell, If I Could. I told you. I'm going to say this like a million times during this whole show. I'm an overprotective dad. Every first day of the school, school year, since I've been taking kids to school, like, this song will pop into my head. Uh And that's because it's like, once they leave your care and go into the school, it's out of your hands now. You know what I mean? And you just, it's like, what, what are they, what are you gonna get into? Like, Lord, please protect them as they, as they're in the school. Um, even up to now, like, it's like, it's like, if I could just take away, if I could just take on your burdens for you and walk you through your hard times, I would do that for you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, like, this, this song sums it up right here, man. Like, like. I, I would I would shield your innocence from time. You know what I mean? Like I would, man. I can never cry your tears. You know, like who? All any every parent wants to be able to like to take the pain away from their kids and just bear that burden for themselves. Mm. You know what I mean? But this this is a song that would come up like every time I drop my kids off to school. Like 
I remember one time you asked if there was a song that would bring a tear to your eye. Like before I, I said no, but like this is one. Mm. This is one. If I could by Regina Bell. Okay. I sure did, man. All right, who you want to go next? Give it the big A. Yeah, but that would do. Um, okay. So since I knew what we we're gonna be talking about this week. Um, I actually had two songs for the week. Uh, the first song was alluding to our convers- serious conversation. Uh, it's a song by Beyonce. It's called Daddy. It was off um, the Dangerous in Love soundtrack, the album. Um, it was actually a hidden track. It's actually, if you didn't, if once you listen to the last song, it goes into Daddy, right? Um, she talks about all the things that her father did for her sacrifices and whatnot and i thought it was customary or or it, it was fitting for this song to be one of the songs of the week for us for me because it was on the on the line um the vein of parenting and it's somebody giving their parents flowers while they're still here in the form of a song so i i thought that was very fitting for or to none the least have it as the uh one of my songs of the week and then my other song of the week is by jimmy fox vip it's one of my favorite songs that's also off the unpredictable album and um yeah this this sums up the fellas if we going out we're having a good time everybody at my party is in vip that's right we're gonna have some drinks on me. Gonna party. <laughs> yeah, that that's that's my other song of the week. Back to you, Nas. Oh, you want to pick a second? All right. Uh, well, you know what? My love is your love by Whitney Houston. That that's that, a good one. That 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 goes along with the Regina Bell thing. If if I could just go. If I could just like if I was about to open and go through the doors of hell, heaven, I'd be okay as long as you're with me. Mm. You know what I mean? That's dope. That's real dope. For real. I, love, I just love the chorus. Like your love is my love and my like it's it's I love songs. It, it's it's a real dedication to her daughter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a dedication to your child. Like so, like when I think of my children, I think of songs like that, like Regina Bell's "If I Could" and you know "Your Love Is My Love" by Whitney Houston. Um, she said tomorrow is judgment day, and I'm standing on the front line. I'm okay as long as you're right there. Uh. I'm gonna be right there with you. I'm gonna be right there to, to, to guard and protect you. You know what I mean? Uh. So that's number two. Your love is my love. Hip hop soul. What you got for us, brother? The song I have is Zion by Lauren Hill. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. If you mm-hmm. don't know the album, that's one of the greatest albums of all time. Mm-hmm. And that album is about love in every aspect. Relationships, community, your skin color, who you are, and being a parent as well. Mm-hmm. So, Lauren Hill, Zion is my, my, that's my pick because what a child means to you when they come into the world. There's some, there's a, there, I don't know how people walk away from children or even hurt children, but when they come into the light in your life, 
it's a, it's it's remarkable and there's nothing to be said. So now that we got that out the way, I got my song of the week. Nas, take us out, man. Tell them what to do. Tell them how they can follow us and take us out. All right, you know what? Before we do that, I know we're running a little bit long. Listen, I want to. This is not RB joint, but I want to go with for the young men, the foundation. By exhibit. I said it. I like that song because he's basically talking to his son and telling him like he's trying to prepare him for life and how it's going to be when he gets older. Hmm. It's like he was telling the future. In one lyric, he said, "Um, he said, um, he said something about like um, the police disrespect you. By the time and, and um, by the time they come up, you come of age, you're probably blast on sight." You got to think, he was saying this in 1990-something. Look what's happening now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's a bit, that's a very dope song, man. So, like, listen to the foundation by Exhibit, man. And with that said... No, I got to give another one in. I got to give another one Because <laughs> that was for the young men. No, that was for the young men. Yeah. So, for the young ladies, listen to Ja Rule's Daddy's Little Baby. Right. He's talking mm. to his daughter. Yeah. Vinny Vinivici album. Yep. Everybody hate Ja Rule, but he did make good music. So yes, sir. Let's let's give Ja his props. And, um, what would I be without you? <laughs> I'm gonna leave that alone. That remind me to be the mixtape. <laughs> <Busy. Uh-oh. laughs> <laughs> I'm the cool Nas. Take us out. Let's get out yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. All right, this is your man Nas Romantic. Tell him yeah. how to subscribe, man. Tell him how to get to us. All right, here with the hip hop soul Karev, the personality, the nasty one, Big A. We are. A&N on R&B, part of Heritage Hip Hop, wherever there's YouTube, Instagram, Spotify, there's Heritage Hip Hop. Wherever there is Heritage Hip Hop, there is A&N on R&B. So follow us on the IG at letter A-N-N-O-N-R-N-B. And on YouTube at A space ampersand N on R&B. That's why he said Epperson. And y'all don't forget that shit. <laughs> so with that said, I hope you enjoyed the show. Um, Love your kids, man. Love your kids. Love your kids. Be the Yo, one, one, one last song, Whitney Houston, Our Children Are the Future. Because yeah. I, I didn't realize that song, how powerful it was until I became an adult. They made a saying in, in, in elementary school when it first came out. That's how old I am. And you know, he's like, Oh, we seeing Whitney Houston. So why are we seeing Whitney Houston? Big head ass Whitney Houston. She get high all the time anyway. But anyway, we were we was we were saying that as kids, but now as an adult and really understanding the essence of those words and what they really, really mean, man, our children are the future, man. And if we don't teach them the right way, Lord, have mercy on all of us. Yeah, I agree, man. And my me myself, I'm quite particular to the Randy Watson version. And with that said, <laughs> This is ain't in no R&B. <laughs> I gave you the location. Check us out. We here every Sunday at eight. Check out the snippets because we got snippets coming to you soon. Well, we got snippets on right now. Check them out. Ain't in no R&B on Instagram page. I'm glad you enjoyed your show, kids. I love you. And until next time, as always, we'll be thinking of you. R&P and much love to Whitney Houston. Peace. Thank you for joining us for this presentation of the a and R&B podcast brought to you by HeritageHipHop.com. We ask that you subscribe to a and r and 
podcast on YouTube. We ask that you follow the show on A-N-N-O-N-R-N-B on Instagram. And also that you like, subscribe, and share to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast for more A&N and R&B from the Heritage Hip Hop Network. If you'd like to support the Heritage Hip Hop Network, please subscribe to HeritageHipHop.com where merch is available. And if you'd like to donate, our cash app is dollar sign Heritage Hip Hop and the PayPal is under Heritage Hip Hop. May the Most High bless you and may you always find your love and keep it. Peace.